Gentlemen, welcome back to another installment of the Cover 3 podcast. Uh, gentlemen, what a week. A uh, whole lot of things going on with the recent uh, trades uh, with the NFL. But before we get into that, Falk, I'm gonna, we're just going to go straight, in today, uh, straight into it today. Uh, the pro days for Ohio State and Alabama, and Alabama were today. Um, so you as, uh, I think you're, uh, to be honest, uh, you were probably the only one out of all three of us who probably actually watched college football last year. So you probably know the topic better than Junk and I. But uh, I want you to start first. Give us your thoughts of, you know, the pros and cons. Uh, and, you know, just give us uh, what you liked and you didn't like. Uh, I think we all heard that Justin Fields had a baller day, which I hope he gets picked at 15 for us. But, yeah, enough of me talking. I'll let you uh, start in what you uh, – what were your thoughts? Um. You want all the pro days in general or just Ohio State? Uh, no, we'll stick to Ohio State and Alabama. I mean, uh, well, wait, there were other ones today as well? Because I feel like Ohio so State and Alabama are the, the, the ones that ones, so. were more widely reported the past couple of days were Alabama and Ohio State today, and then Belichick was out at the University of Miami yesterday. Oh, right. I forgot. That's true. Um. I mean, I, I guess I could start off. We'll start off with the Miamis yesterday. Yeah, um, this is the first pro day I believe Belichick flew out to. I don't know if he went out to the Clemson one a couple weeks ago. Um, but yeah, it was. I think, I think what Miami has that's most interesting to probably Belichick is they have solid um, defensive linemen coming into the draft this year. Um, Gregory Russo is a really big name out there. He he kind of reminds me a little bit of um, Chandler Jones, just where he's like the long, lanky, athletic edge rush type, but he can also stand up for the uh, pass rush. I mean, not the pass rush, the run, run game a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, proven that he's an every-down guy, which Belichick, you know, I, I don't like a lot of his draft choices, um, but usually when he picks defense, he usually does all right. Um. Then you have, I think there's another guy. His name's Adrian Phillips. I'm trying to look at the uh, Jalen Phillips. I'm sorry. Um, Adrian Phillips plays for the Patriots. Um, he's another guy. Uh, another supposed to be a really big pass rusher. Um, just, I think that's mostly what Bill was looking at. I don't. I think they also had a tight end um, that had a pretty decent day. That's supposed to be fairly athletic. Um, but considering how last year went and who we got in free agency, I don't think Bill's looking to add tight ends. Uh, coming after that, um, Bill went to the Alabama Pro Day, which, I mean, there was an article that came out last night, and it was like, who do you think Belichick's going to go to? Do you think he goes to Ohio State, or do you think he goes to Alabama? And what does that mean? And I pretty much laughed and said, he's going to go to oh. Alabama, even if there's not a single Alabama player there that he likes, he's just going to go and shoot the shit with his buddy Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. Uh, For real. Seriously. Uh, and after looking at what Belichick thought, or what his face appeared to say that he thought of Mac Jones, is he didn't look very impressed with him. Um, there's, a, there's a meme going around right now of the scowl after Mac Jones overthrew a wide-open receiver. And we talked about it before, the, before we started the podcast that the pro days are there to make the quarterbacks look good. They're in situations where 
They're not yeah. under pressure. They're not in game time. Everything is relaxed. They don't have to worry about coverages. They're just there to throw the ball. And if you're a quarterback supposed to be going in potentially the top 10, don't you think you should hit every single throw that you're throwing? For the most Dude, part. Mac, not to cut you off, but you really think Mac Jones is a top 10 talent? Like, So there's rumors of him going in the top 10, and we can get to that later. <sighs> okay. I just don't um, like it. I, and, and you know what? You talk about being a quarterback that's NFL ready. I mean, Mac Jones ran a, a fairly simple offense at Alabama, um, and that can translate pretty quickly to the NFL, unlike some teams like, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo and I believe Tony Romo and Carson Wentz, these guys that didn't necessarily have, like, solid playbooks that – to follow um and what we what i found interesting was since belichick and mcdaniels were both at alabama that leads me to believe one of two things that the patriots are just there because belichick's always at the alabama pro day it's almost like a date on his calendar circled every year and that maybe they're looking at wide receivers because both Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle at one point or another have been mocked to fall to us. Or they're sending a better, maybe a better scout to the Ohio State Pro Day. Uh, so I started looking into it, and they sent, I think the guy's name is Nick Wolf, um, who is projected to move up in the Patriots organization. And he was also sent to Trey Lance's pro day. Um, so that that's that's something to kind of uh, keep an eye on. That maybe Trey this guy is the guy. Huh? I feel like not. I feel like it's been Trey Lance down is another guy that's projected that he could go top five. If you look at the teams, and we've talked about it a few weeks, that Elliot Wolf is his name. Um, <clears throat> there are a lot of teams within the top ten that are looking for quarterbacks. And I think Carolina kind of played their hand a little bit with how much they were going after Deshaun Watson. I know they have Teddy Bridgewater there, but maybe they don't like what they have in him. Mm-hmm. He's not the um, future so there Carol- anyway. No, so Carolina could be a team. They're sitting at eight. Um, Miami just moved into the top six. They're probably not going to be going quarterback. It looks like one, two, and three are probably all quarterbacks. Maybe four, depending on what Atlanta wants to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I found interesting, and obviously being an Ohio State fan, I, I paid more attention to Ohio State's pro day. Justin Fields looked awesome in his pro day. He ran a four-four-four and a four-four-three-forty, I believe. And then there were reports that he was running almost a sub four three earlier in the week. Those are unofficial forties, of course, but it's pretty solid numbers. It's faster than some wide receivers that are going to be going. It's faster than like some skilled positions, and for a quarterback, that's unheard of. And especially for a quarterback of his size, it's pretty unheard of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think the comp was like uh, the only QB to be drafted in the first round in like the last ten years and run a faster forty was uh, RG three, which is a bad comp, but still shows the rarity in the in the in the and speed skills that, position, that he has. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree, and I don't think Trey Lance ran a forty. 
Um, oh, he didn't. And Lamar. Okay. Then Lamar Jackson also didn't run a forty. Mm, um, Lamar Jackson definitely would have been yeah four three. Yeah. Would have yeah he yeah. he might have been fourth probably high fourth three like I I would probably see him at like a four three eight. Um, but it it just goes to show that he is the dual he's probably the best dual threat quarterback going into this draft. You know, Trevor Lawrence is going to be more Number of the one. pocket passer that yeah. can run. I see him, like, if I had to compare him, maybe like an Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes type. Like, a guy who's athletic enough to get out of the pocket and make a play, uh, but that's not what he's there to do. He's there to sling the ball. Yeah. Um, then you look at Trey Lance. Trey Lance is probably more of a gifted runner um, with a big arm. Not as much high-level experience and didn't play the year before. He's probably more of a Russell Wilson comparable. Uh, big arm can make moves in the pocket and get out and stretch plays and break plays. Uh, but he's probably going to need a year or two to marinate in an NFL on an NFL team, reading defenses and just adjusting to the level of competition. He might be able to do it, and if he does, we could be looking at another great quarterback. But he's a project. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields, to me, maybe he needs a couple extra weeks to absorb a playbook, but he could probably be ready to start for an NFL team midseason. Mm-hmm. Not to push him, uh, but he definitely could. Another player that was at the Pro Day that was kind of under the radar, he's projected to be a day two, day three pick, is Pete Warner. So he's a linebacker. Let me look. I should have his stuff in front of me, but I was too busy oogling and ogling at Justin Fields' pro day. Um, Pete Warner has been a starting linebacker for Ohio State the last two, three years. Kind of plays that joker type of uh, linebacker where he can he's mostly used in their coverage, but he can also get his nose dirty and get in on um, the run plays. Ran a four five two today, which for linebackers is yeah, pretty fast. Pretty, yeah, pretty speedy. Say, yeah. yeah, that's pretty insane. I think he was, I think he was somewhere in the twenties <laughs> for reps at the at the bench press. So it shows his uh, his strength. So he's somebody to look at, and then I I didn't see if Tommy Tagai took took I don't know how to pronounce his name. Um, did his pro day today, but he was supposed to be in the running for like he was going to be trying to break the bench press record, something like that. Uh, another day two, day three guy that I've spoken about before. Mm-hmm. So a couple guys going at the pro day today, and the fact that they've sent Elliot Wolf to both Trey Lance and Justin Fields kind of tells me that maybe Elliot Wolf is their guy that they sent to evaluate quarterbacks. You know, we we know that Bill. Aside from Jimmy G, you know, maybe he, he isn't that great at evaluating quarterbacks. You know, maybe Jimmy G and Tom Brady weren't his calls. Maybe there was somebody else making those calls, and Belichick's only really good at um, drafting offensive linemen and defensive players. Yeah. We know he can't draft, you know, tight ends, apparently. Or wide receivers. receivers or, yeah. or wide receivers, and the jury's still out on running backs. Maybe Damian uh Damian Harris does something, mm-hmm. but, you know, 
Renner. Definitely not first round running backs when you got Lawrence Maroney and and the likes of Sony Michelle going after it. You know, the, you know, Sony Michelle can still turn it around. He's still pretty young in his career. Um, but yeah, I d- definitely agree. Lawrence Maroney was bad um, for somebody. You know, Lawrence Maroney's type was you know he was like six one two thirty, and he tried to play like he was like Sony Michelle, uh, not Sony Michelle, uh, James White. Like he tried to play this yeah. finesse style when he was a downhill runner. Yep. So, you know, maybe this is the guy that they try to have evaluate the quarterbacks, and that's why they sent him to North Dakota State, and that's why they sent him to Ohio State, because maybe those are the two quarterbacks that they're most high on. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. But that's kind of how I've evaluated the uh, – some of the pro days and some of the guys that the Patriots might want to keep an eye on. As far as Alabama's pro day, I really, other than those wide receivers, I don't see them really going after anybody there. Maybe the corner, Sertan. Uh, Sertan, yeah. Like maybe. Because yeah. you still don't, you know, there were reports that came out that Stephon Gilmore is very interested in resigning, which would be great. Maybe you keep him and JC Jackson. That would be solid. Yeah, he's thinking about um, resigning possibly and not obviously hurting us with a cap. So coming in with a lower contract. And listen, that would be yeah. great. I'm all for it. Give me more. Did, did you guys find that? To be shock? honest, I, yeah. I'm, I did. I'm not going to lie. No. So the reports came out last year that um, like he was – you know, riding an injury bug or the injury bus last year to like save his, um, uh, save his, uh, like his stock for either this season upcoming because he was potentially getting mm-hmm. traded or next season. I don't know. I found that as a shock that it, all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, I'd love to stay on the team, extend and save the I, cap against the team. Uh, just, yeah, I think, I think with him is, I think he's, uh, maybe he just realizes his, his value isn't there anymore. Maybe because at his age, I know he's still young. He just won the the uh, defensive player of the year, you know, a year ago. But maybe he's like, or maybe the things like that talk behind the scenes. Like, hey man, not a lot of places are going to give you what you want. Uh, you know, at your age, you know, at your specific position, because everybody wants to go young and cheap. So that did catch me off guard uh, when I saw the report a couple of days ago that he wants to stay. And take a lower pay cut, so we'll see. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah. So that, that's just kind of that's just kind of where I'm at with some of those guys. Uh, I don't know who is next as far as pro days on who Belichick was planning to attend. Um, there's also some linemen kind of sprinkled in there. Some day two guys, um, Josh Myers. Projected to go in the second round. He was a runner-up for the Remington Trophy, which is the best college center. Uh, maybe they're looking for some depth in in the middle. Um, I'm looking at the Tony Togo. Togi- oh, God, I wish I'd not say his name. Togai, I think. All right. It's all right. Yeah, he put up 40 reps on the bench oh, press to that. Jeez, dude can move some. Dude can I mean, move I mean that's, that's something interesting. There's also Trey Sermon, who was a standout running back. He transferred from Oklahoma, and she, uh, and she, and he kind of just came in as a day one starter and just took the took the role. 
And he was huge for Ohio State, especially in the latter half of the season. He kind of carried them. No pun intended. <laughs> so there's definitely some guys in there that, whether it be depth or whether it be guys that, you know, the Patriots might really look to bring in. You know, it, it's it's interesting looking at this and seeing who they've sent out there. It makes me wonder what Elliot Wolf's role actually is within the Patriots organization. Got you. Yeah, that's a good point. Junk, you have any uh, thoughts about the pro days at all? Um, I think we shouldn't put much stock into Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels going into the Alabama. I, I think a lot of hype has been around it. I think, you know, they're a lot of reporters are putting a lot of hype into it, you know, looking at the QB and assuming, you know, maybe that's the guy that we're going after. Um, but Belichick is known to move the chess pieces and move the pawns so that he can go in for the stealthy kill. And with uh, Elliot Wolf going over, and kind of quietly and secretly going to these other ones, I think it just makes sense that, you know, you got you got the smoke over where Belichick is and you're really trying to get more information. And plus, they've done their homework on this. So um, I just think that us as Boston sports fans, we, don't, we shouldn't – we should take it with a grain of salt that he's over at Alabama, honestly, from yeah. a holistic no, that's, perspective. That's a good point. I mean, we all know the history between Belichick and uh, Nick Saban, so – I think you have a good point. I don't. I don't think Nick uh, Bill's going in there. He, he's trying to like, hey, give me the stats. Like, hey, you, they're boys, you know. They're like, yo, who's good, who's not? And be like, yeah, this guy, this guy, this guy. Just keep an eye. And then that, that that's it. And then they'll start talking about, you know, hey, how about you come up to Nantucket this year in the summer? You know, things like that. They don't give a, yeah, they don't care. Yeah, so, exactly. No, nah, that, that's a good point. Um, but you know, I just want to elaborate a little bit more on Justin Fields, like folks said earlier. I heard he went off today, threw every ball perfectly. I mean, granted, you know, take that with a grain of salt. The pro days are designed to essentially win for you. You're not being under pressure or anything. But I heard only but good things about what uh, what he did today, you know, running the 4-4 four, four, uh, four, and then throwing every ball uh, tremendously good, especially the one him rolling left, coming out of the pocket, just throwing the opposite way and hitting the guy in the left side of the corner. That was pretty sick. So, yeah, he'd be a nice guy. He'd be a nice piece for the Patriots at 15 if he's there. If he's not, then Trey Lance, too, if he's there, which I highly doubt he'll be there, too. But we'll see what happens. But this could be the this could be the year that, you know, I'm being optimistic that maybe Bill does make some moves. Trey's in the top 10. Could be wrong. But... So I'm looking at Alabama's pro day. No, you're good. you off. But – uh. You know, they brought down McDaniels and Belichick, which makes you think maybe they're looking at, you know, offense. Belichick maybe looking at defense. Mm, good point. So the prospects that worked out for the pro day today, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell, Mac Jones. I think Najee Harris was there, but I heard he wasn't going to actually work out. I didn't see anything on him actually working out today. Those are the only guys on offense that – Oh, and uh, Alex Leatherwood, who's an interior offensive lineman. Uh, scratch that. He's a tackle. That can play inside. Okay. Um, defensively, they have Patrick Sertan, Dylan Moses, and Christian Barrymore. The only guy 
defensively that I've seen that has been linked to the Patriots is Christian Barrymore. He's an interior defensive tackle. It's not bad. Is he top 15? Mm-hmm. Probably not. So I'm, wonder- I'm really wondering if the Patriots are trying to do more playing chess and not checkers by putting, you know, Bill doesn't like to tip his hand and he's always down in Alabama. So is he planning on moving up for just somebody like Justin Fields? Is that why Elliot Wolf is there? Is that why Elliot Wolf was also in North Dakota going after Trey Lance? Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's, it's really tough. Especially the Patriots who are famous for drafting guys like, Rawwasser and Joe Cordona, guys who are available in undrafted free agency, and they're drafting them anyways. You can never predict what the Patriots are going to do. Yeah, actually sounds like drafting. you're insinuating that we might draft a QB first round, folk. Just saying. I, I, you know what? It's the only hole that I really see that's glaring on the NFL on our yeah, Patriots roster. I completely agree. Yeah. And speaking <laughs> of Patriots roster, we have an offense to Ooh. go for, boys. Let's go, baby. If you, if you remember, if, for those of you who tuned in last week, we started a, a game called Keeper Cut. And we went through the defense. And Mr. Junker was nice enough to even write up a Google Docs spreadsheet. Uh, so I'm going to recap that real quick, and then we're going to go into the offense. So at our safeties positions, we had free safety. We had Devin McCourty, Justin Bethel, Court, uh, Cody Davis. The other, the strong side, we had Kyle Duggar, Jalen Mills, Adrian Phillips. At our cornerback spots, we had Stephon Gilmore, J.C. Jackson, Jonathan Jones, Joe Jawan Williams, and Michael Jackson, not the singer. Uh, at our linebacker spots, on our outside linebackers, we had Judon and Van Noy. Then we had Uche and Winovich. And then we had Brandon King in there, but he's mostly a special teams guy that also goes with – Bethel, Davis, and probably Michael Jackson, if he even makes the team. That's kind of a toss-up. Inside linebackers, we had Dante Hightower, Raekwon McMillan, Jawan Bentley, and Anthony Jennings. And then on the defensive line, we had Dietrich Wise, Lawrence Guy, um, Anderson. Do we remember? Is it Henry Anderson? I think it's Henry Anderson. Uh, Davon. Yeah, Yeah, I think it is. Keep going. Davon Kajau, Byron Cowart, and then Carl Davis. So the cuts that we made last week were D'Angelo Ross, Miles Bryant, D. Virgin, Therese Hall. Ray, uh, I forget the guy's first name. Something Reynolds. He was a special teamer from the Falcons. Bill Murray, not the actor. Um, defensive tackles, Bauer, Thurman, Keem Spence, and Montrevious Adams. So the current roster sits at 26 people, and we got plenty to go through. So, boys, are you ready to just jump right in? Let's go. All right, who wants the first spot? I'm not going to tell you what position it is. I'm just going to take a volunteer. All right. (laughs) Let's do it. All right, Junk. You are going to get tackles. (laughs) I knew it. All right, so Junker, for our tackles, we're going to go – we'll start off at right tackle. So right now, projected, we have Trent Brown at right tackle. Then you have Yodney Kajust and Corey Cunningham. 
Are we cutting any? Are we keeping all three? I think all three are studs. Gee. This is a hard one. Hold on. So I I, have... I'll, I'll give you a little insight. Junker, Junker's yeah, pulling them up right so, now. Yanni Kajus. I know. I'm going to give you a little insight on I think what I know about these guys. So, obviously, we all know about Trent Brown. You know, ate his way out of Vegas, came here, supposedly has already cut weight, wants that incentive. Seems really motivated. Maybe we can get that big monster back that we had in 2018. Yanni Kajus is interesting. He was a left tackle project coming out of West Virginia. Didn't start playing football until I think either senior year of high school or when he got to college. He was originally a basketball player. Stands at about 6'6", 320, big boy. Has had injury issues each of the last two seasons. Corey Cunningham is another young guy. Was drafted by Arizona, I believe. And I think he was cut and we signed him or we traded him for like a seventh-round pick. Not, not a lot to take home to. I think he got limited playing time last year. So I, I might need just a little more information on this. Who do you have on left tackle right now? What's the depth look like there? So at left tackle, I have Isaiah Wynn and yeah. Justin Huron. I mean, I, I think you're keeping all five of those guys. Uh, by my count, I only have 10 linemen as it is. They really don't have a lot. So yeah. as from my roster, I have three, six, eight. I have 11. Okay. Um, there's yeah. one guy on here. Do you have Ross Reynolds? Reynolds Ross? I do. Najee Torrin? That's the one I'm Regardless. missing. He's, uh, he's, he's, um... He was a practice squad guy. Yeah, yeah. That... He got activated when we started getting really thin last season. Uh, so, regardless, going right tackle, uh, Trent Brown, Kajus, and Cunningham, I think I'm keeping all three. Okay. So, we're going to keep all three. All right. So, now we're going to go to left outside wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Eric. We have Nelson Aguilar, Nikhil Harry, Isaiah Zuber. Matthew Slater and Gunner. Uh, you keep all those guys except for Zuber because I don't know where he's from, uh, or if he's a veteran player, or he's a rookie or undrafted guy, um, or free agent. He's a he's practice, a practice squad, squad guy. He got called up okay. last year. Yeah, he got called up. He played in the couple yeah. Games so I, I guess you cut Zuber because obviously Matthew Slater will never line up offensively. Um, and you have Algalar and Nikhil, but Nikhil, though, Washington football team, watch out on draft day. There might be something happening. Might be something happening. Uh, I could be wrong. Didn't they, didn't they sign someone? I forget. The Washington football team? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they just signed They just someone. signed Ryan Sweet uh, Patrick. But I don't know if they uh, signed any players, like receivers or anything like that, but... I did hear rumblings that New England's been taking some calls from Washington football team about Nikhil, so I don't know. Take that with a grain of salt, but yeah, you keep all those guys besides Zuber, so continue. Yeah. Um, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll take that for the moment. Uh, Junker, we'll, we'll give you the wide receiver group on the other side since I was mean to you. <laughs> 
so at wide receivers, we have Kendrick Bourne, Julian Edelman, Jacoby Myers. I think it's Christian Wilkerson and Adebayo, Quincy Adebayo. So you're definitely dropping the last two. You're definitely dropping um, Adebayo and Wilkerson. Um, okay. How many did you keep, Eric, for wide receivers prior? Uh, so Eric kept four. four. With Matthew Slater's accounted, so you really kept three. Matthew yeah. Slater and Gunnar Olszewski. You really got to keep only three. You got to think. Because Matthew Slater, technically, he's not really a receiver. He's more special teams. Yeah. And even Olszewski, to a degree, is probably more special teams than anything else. But you still need three. Exactly. All pro punt returner. Uh, you still need three. So I'm going to go with Aguilar. You said Edelman, right? Uh, Edelman, said, uh, Aguilar, and then what was it, Bourne? And then you're probably going to have to – I don't know if you can, but practice squad Myers. Yeah, it's the hardest He'll part is – Keep her cut, Ooh, junk. Keep her cut. Damn, Stick to the game. This it's isn't tough. keep it's cut tough. or practice squad. Uh, probably going to cut him, honestly. You cutting Jacoby? So you're gonna uh, cut if we have space at the end, we'll take him back. You know, maybe we only get 20, what was it, 26, and we have a 53-man roster. So how about, how about we do this? How about we keep him on the active roster, and then we'll revisit him if we, it comes yeah, down to we need there to make additional cuts. Because that might be his actual role on the yeah. team this year. Yeah. I think it's unfortunate, but yeah. Wow. Junker already making the All balls right. he called this All early. Right. I know. I was trying to. But we're not letting him get rid of that guy that easy. going to wait. Eric, we're going to go to the big boys. We're going to go okay. – let's go left guard. So left guard is interesting. On ESPN.com, they have one player listed, and that's Michael Owini. Justin Haran is somebody who is slated to be able to play both left tackle and left guard. Um, I have him kind of in between right now. Are you cutting no, either of those guys? I think Haran uh, – okay. I think they're both big bodies. I don't think you get rid of them. Uh, Haran still – as young, I know he's had some injury issues. I believe I could be mistaken, but uh, no, you don't keep uh, you don't cut any of those guys. Okay, and just to make it quicker and easier, left tackle Isaiah Wynn or Justin? Uh, Isaiah Wynn. I'm sorry, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep Isaiah Wynn. I okay. think he's still. I don't think when he's playing, he's bad. I think he's just been unfortunate early in his career so far with the injury bug. But if he can stay healthy, I, I like him. I know he's short for, for being that size and at that position, but I like his play style. He's not, he hasn't been that bad when he's playing, so we'll keep him. Hopefully he gets healthy. Okay. No, I don't hate it. Um, no, we'll just, we'll just knock out offensive line before we get, mm-hmm. it gets interesting. Uh, let's go center, junk, David Andrews, uh, Ted Harris, Najee top Harris. Two, lose Harris. Okay, and then Eric, we got right guard, uh, Ronald Ross, and Shaq. Mason. Wait, who's the backup before? Uh, Reynold, Ronald yeah, okay. Ross. Okay, I don't know who he is, so you cut him. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I just, uh, yeah. Unless Understood. he's good, I, I don't know. I'm sorry, but I haven't. Uh, yeah, I, I, I personally haven't really ever heard of him. Um, he's 25. He's from Iowa. Yeah, there's right, not you really come. a whole lot. Sorry, on Sorry, bud. All right, sorry, bud. You're out. All right, let's go. Let's go fullback. Are you cutting Dan Vitale or Jakob Janssen? My bad. Is this to me? Junk? Yeah, I was going to say. Yo, junk. <clears throat> yeah, we'll go to junk. Fullback, 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 fullback. Where the hell am I? All right. Dan Vitale, he was the fullback for Green Bay a couple years ago. And I think it's Jakob so- Janssen. He's the guy that we have. I, so I, I was going to say, I had ahead. this uh, set up a little bit differently. Um, I'm cutting Dan Vitale, keeping Jakob Johnson. He was sturdy for us last season, uh, a good replacement for a position that we didn't have to worry about for yeah, almost, what, a decade, almost eight years, something like that with uh, Devlin. R.I.P. James Devlin. Yeah. Um, Devlin but, there, yeah. I mean, we'll get to it when R&D. we get to tight ends, but I'll do a little little mashup with this. So, uh, to be honest, I'm looking at, like, maybe Dalton Keene being the backup to Jacob Johnson. Ooh, okay. So, I was going to touch on yeah, that later. Yeah. So, when, when we get into tight ends, I'll – Okay, so, Dan Vitale, two years here, Tough. not one snap played. See you, bud. Uh, let's you know what, let's go to tight ends since mm-hmm. we're on the topic. Uh, so tight ends we have Hunter Henry, John U. Smith, Matt Lacoste, Devin Asiasi, Dalton Keene, and Rashad Berry. Eric. Okay, so Rashad Berry, I don't know what his situation is, so you definitely cut him. Uh, real quick, don't we have um, Lacoste yeah. as well? He was a defensive end oh, and a really? tight end. Oh wow, year. yeah, he he's expendable. Get rid of yeah. him. Um, and I guess you keep okay. the other guys. I mean, oh, you you said was no, no, you keeping Lacoste. No, no, you you cut Lacoste. Yeah, he's been bummed. Sorry, sorry. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, okay. get him, get him out of here. He's been trash. Yeah. How many games has he played since two to three years here? Like maybe less than ten. Well, he was yeah, out all last season. He was um, uh, COVID crap, COVID, COVID, whatever. COVID leave. Uh, yeah. Oh, COVID leave. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, there you go. So he wasn't with the team last season. Um, I don't think it hurts his chances, but at the same time, just not enough information on that. No, I'm going to say you cut, you cut both those guys. Okay. So you're, are you leaving Hunter Henry, John Smith, Devin? Yeah, I think, I think that's a good four. I know David Asiasi and Dalton Keene haven't really proven themselves yet. Um, You know, last year it was both, their rookie season, so I can't really talk smack about them that much because we just don't know what we have in them yet. But they're young. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. You keep all four of those guys. But uh, Koss and the other guy, they're gone. Get them out of here. So Dalton Keene is interesting because when he was drafted, he was drafted out of Virginia Tech, and he played – multiple positions there. He was their number one tight end, but he also got put in flex positions. He also got he also played fullback yeah. and running back. Yeah. And they gave him the ball. 
So Dalton Keene is interesting if somebody like Johnson, you know, if Jakob Johnson gets hurt and they actually do cut Dan Vitale, Dalton Keene could be somebody that looked is looked on to play that fullback role, which could also make in cap, you know, in certain scenarios could make Devin Asiasi an odd man out if they only want to roll with three tight ends. Devin Asiasi, I think he has upside, but he really didn't prove anything last year, and they don't see too much in him that they feel they need to go out and get two tight ends and pay a lot of money for him. Yeah. That's fair. So that could be yeah. an interesting situation to watch. So as it stands right now, we'll, we'll keep the yeah. four tight ends. Junk, what did you, weren't you going to say something about uh, the tight ends? Uh. No, not really. I had the Dalton Keene piece, too, which is kind of funny. I don't even think we talked about uh, him at all in our little briefing beforehand. Um, But, I mean, I have the same setup here, um, the same setup that I would want. I do like the idea of four tight ends, uh, specifically with Hunter Henry's injuries, uh, how prone he is to injuries. Um, It seems like he always loses a season or the end of the season. Uh, so keeping three is or keeping four total isn't the worst idea. Uh, that's that's kind of the biggest factor for me. And plus, you ha- you just haven't seen anything from Devin Asiasi and Dalton Keene. Um, if we're expecting, I know we had Gronk and he came out in his rookie season like uh, showing showing out, um, but you know not everyone's going to be like that. We got to give these kids time to grow, and uh, we'll be reloaded, and it won't be so much on their shoulders this year. Mm-hmm. Sure, I like it. What else you got, Falk? Okay, um, so we only got two positions left. We got running back and quarterback. Um, let's do running back. So running back, we have Damian Harris, Sony Michelle, James White, Brandon Bolton, JJ Taylor. No, this is for I you, was John. not paying attention. All right, <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. All right, so what would we say? Sony Michelle, James White, Damian Harris. Damian Harris, James White, uh, Brandon Bolden, about JJ Bolden, Taylor. Huh? He was an opt out. Yeah, but he's special teams. Mm-hmm. You know, I like JJ Taylor. We saw some good flashes from him. He was a good change of pace back when we didn't have James White, and I think Sony Michelle was in and out at that point. Uh, I just don't think. It's a crowded backfield. It really is. And you keep Bolden because he's a special teamer and Bill gets a hard-on for every special teamer he can keep on the team. Uh, yeah, I really think you you, you you cut J.J. Taylor. Probably practice squad if he slips out, but cut J.J. Taylor and keep Damian Harris, Sony Michelle, James White, and Brandon Bolden. Okay. Last but not least, Eric, we have the quarterback position. We have Cam Newton, Stid the Kid, Jared Stidham, and Jake yeah. Dolagala. You don't need to worry. He's not Dolagala. on the team. Okay. Yeah, you, you... – Well, good thing this is Eric's uh, <laughs> Eric's. Well, uh, you uh, cut Cam and start Stidham. <laughs> All right. All right, we're cutting well, camp. Understood. Nah, you I can't say I'm not entirely shocked. Like, 
<laughs> Especially with how our opinions are. But yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, obviously you keep Stidham and uh, Newton, but I think we all know our opinions on Newton, but yeah. You cut the last dude. I don't know who the hell that name is coming from, but uh, yeah, you get rid of him. So. All right. And then we're just going to throw special teams in here real quick, just because in those specific spots, mm-hmm. there's only four players. I'm assuming we're not going to cut Jake Bailey. And we're probably not going to cut Joe Cordona. There's two kickers currently on the roster. There's Nick Fault and Robert Adegayo. If you oh. guys don't remember, he's the guy that the Buccaneers spent like Bombs. a third-round pick on. Like the highest-drafted kicker ever. And he was Bombs. a complete bust. I don't think that – Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think that GM that is in Tampa anymore who, picked, who made that decision. Uh, we'll just say Bailey and right. Folk we're keeping. Bailey, Nick Folk, oh, yeah, yeah, and Joe Cordona. I have those on the list. So, so if I'm adding this up correctly, which I do have <laughs> third grade math, we are at 56 oh, players. We got three. Which puts us three Ouch. players over the. Yeah, three players over the current NFL uh, <clears throat> roster cap. Oh no! So and so, it's interesting that we're here. And the Patriots have ten draft picks. Damn, I feel like and, uh, seven of them turn draft. into practice squatters as it is, anyways. Yeah, so. we. I, I highly doubt we make ten. We draft ten players. I think we would draft between like. Maybe no, I, six to seven. Really? I feel like we would draft more. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. You're Possibly. right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah, see. Yeah. We will see. But it's as it time. stands right now, we have we got three guys that we have to cut. Jack, I'm going uh, to let you go first. Here. So, yeah, so, make the decision. Uh, Who are you getting rid of, bro? All right. You already got rid of Jacoby, so you're already on a vengeance. Well, no, we haven't gotten rid of monster. Jacoby. No, nope. right. oh, still, Jacobi's on, the still oh, sh- on the roster. Okay, okay. Yeah, we uh, kept Jacoby. Yeah, so give me, okay. give me the full list of receivers again. You got. So the full list of receivers is Nikhil Harry, Nelson Aguilar, Matt Slater, Gunnar Olszewski, Kendrick Bourne, Julian Edelman, and oh, Jacoby Myers. I mean, I, that doesn't really change anything. The only thing. So who would be our punt returner if we didn't have Gunnar Olszewski? Edelman. I mean, I yeah, feel like you, you do to. tryouts. You He's know, too Edelman's old. Edelman's done it before. I, think he is um, I know they've stuck Matt Chung Slater has been back, back there before. too, but that's um, yeah, exactly. Chung, that's the thing. One of the I will, if you guys don't remember, one of the things about Kyle Duggar coming out of Lenore Ryan, and he was a great special teamer. You put him back there, or starting strong safety. Yeah, you mm. you put Chung back there. Who's to say you he starts? Back there, it's normal. You put Chung back there. <clears throat> Edelman's been back there. I know McCordy's been back there. Yeah, McCordy too. I mean, you're you're not. That's a that's a play. That's a. What am I trying to say here? They might be able to. I just was going to say they put the Garrett Blunt on punt, uh, kick returns. Like, <laughs> they're just like, 
Shut up, both of you. Please don't start this. He's... Yeah. For for the people, for the five people uh, that listen to this podcast that don't know, our friend Eric here has a deep hatred for the Garrett one. Yeah. He's just bad. He's just gotten lucky. I don't care. He's had only had one good season. And he had like, what, almost 20 rushing touchdowns? Yeah, within five yards. Okay, cool. 18. Within five yards. It was literally Tom. Here you go. Rush for two yards and put in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. Before we go right, down a wormhole. All, right, all right. Stop. Stop this. These are all our favorites. So, do we have any candidates that we want to cut? I'll I'll throw one name into the pool, and I'll tell you why. So, I think Corey Cunningham might be a cut for our roster. And I don't know if you guys listened to the 98.5 The Morning Show oh, at 8.20 yesterday but they had Dante Scarnett. Oh really? Oh yeah, I heard okay. about that. They spoke to him. Yeah, is that is that yesterday or Sunday? And one of the things that kind of caught my ear is Scarnecchia says that going into game days you usually only roll with seven offensive linemen. Which is why he said that the Ted Karras signing was so important because Ted Karras can right play guard. left yep. guard, center and right guard meaning that you would only need one more tackle to play the swing tackle, left tackle, and right. So as it stands right now, we have Cunningham and Haran at those flex tackle spots. And Yodney Kajus, kind of. And your your line is so good to the point where you got Owino who can – you know, move to right and win, you know, if win gets hurt, then Brown, uh, Trent Brown goes to left and like Haran or Kajus, Kajus could fill in whoever it is. So, yeah, I can, uh, I could understand that. Who's. So I'll, I'll cut him if we have unanimous. Who is that? Cunningham. Cunningham, yeah. Yeah, he's already cut him. Corey Cunningham. All right. So Corey Cunningham. Sorry, bud. You're the the last week before the season starts. Cut. So that brings us down to fifty-five. Two more. I'm. So I already threw my guy into the into the fray. So I need one. Eric, I'm gonna toss up to you for the wide receivers: Olszewski or Myers. Who? Oh come on! No, no, no! no. Like I just want to hear who you think. Uh, are you so? Is the question? Are you asking like the most valuable or which one we keep and which one? Yeah, which one we keep and which one we keep? Don't make it so hard, <laughs> yeah. oh. dude. I yeah, I think you keep Jacoby. I think Jacoby's the better player. Me too. Me too. Yeah, yeah. As much as Gunner, no love, hey, no uh, love for the no, gun show. I think. I'm not sure, practice squad, what you can do. I mean, he'll probably be gone because people will look at him as pra- uh, special teamers. But Oh, no, no know, somebody I mean, will take you know, yeah, He's like the typical gunner. guy. Yeah, Somebody took Braxton. Barrios. Who is, New York took Braxton Barrios from us last year. Um, and turned the and guy then there was someone stuff. from Northwestern. Uh, I remember like two or three years ago, we were high on um, – yeah, oh, and the Saints the picked Saints. him up, and he actually started playing. It reminded me of uh, Danny Amendola, RIP, to you know him and his stature. 
I yep. didn't know exactly so, what um, you know, I just feel like he's going to be another one of those guys that just kind of falls through. But at the same time, Braxton Berrios and whoever that Northwestern kid was, they didn't amount to too much. I feel like he's going to be the same thing. And I think, honestly, he probably had a fluky year last year, Olszewski. Um, just, you know, you return punts and you get one. You basically make, you know, a, a Pro Bowl just because of that, because – it's a fluky play. It really is. So, I think you're dropping him. He's all pro, though. He's all pro. <laughs> Great, yeah. Just what we need. Another special <laughs> teamer to make all pro. All right. So, that brings us to – that's one – we have one more cut um, I think we cut Carl Davis, the nose tackle. I think we are, we're good with oh. – yeah. I really? Think we cut him. So, I would disagree. So, okay. I'm going to disagree yeah. with that, and I'll tell you why. If you look at what we have in depth right there, yeah. the Patriots like the it's already the line thin. is thin. You know, and if you if you wanna throw in like guys like Judon, Van Noy, Winovich, fine. But the Patriots like rolling with a bunch of different groupings at that D line position. And if you cut Carl Davis, now you're only down to four interior defensive mm-hmm. linemen. Yeah, I was gonna Five, say you yeah. can't cut wise. My bad. I just no, I'm wise. reading it now. He just resigned with us, so never mind. So I, I I'll throw I'll throw the uh oh, thriller, Michael Jackson. Never heard of him. Have either no. of you guys heard of him? I haven't heard of him. And with as many secondary players as we have, I could see us rolling with only four corners. And then throwing like a Duggar, a Phillips, a yeah, Mills I was in at that say, fifth corner spot. Yeah. So if it was me, we don't I have would the McCourty Bros Jackson. anymore. Because nah, I'm looking at Jason, the list right. Not retired. Jason is not. I think he has. Jason has anywhere, really. Wow. Oh, he's a free agent right now. Jason. I believe so. I gotta pull this up. Yeah, I didn't know that. He might be mulling retirement. Oh, yeah, they're he both last yeah, year he's, too. He's gonna be turning 34 coming into the season. Oh, both of them. Both of them are because obviously. Um, I'm just pulling up to see what his situation is. Uh, 2020, and we're both named Patriots captains. Yeah, so I guess it's up in limbo for either either one of them. Interesting. Yeah, so that's the roster then, right there. Yeah, that is that is the roster right there. And you also have to remember, 10 draft picks. Yeah, for the rookie contracts. So some of these guys aren't making it either. Dude, this is – we – like, I'm not going to lie, though. We probably have the best roster right now in a while. Like, I'm talking about, like, 2014 – when you bring in, lives. when you bring in eighteen free agents, that'll happen. Indeed, indeed. All right, guys. Anything else you want to talk over the roster before we switch over? No, yeah. I mean that's the game. That pretty Fair much enough. sums it up. All right. So uh, throughout this NFL week, uh, the Miami Dolphins, a uh, whole lot of trade uh, exchanges uh, between the draft within is let's uh, within the next month or so. 
Um, the Miami Dolphins sent the number uh, three overall pick in the 2021 draft to the uh, 49ers exchange for their number 12th pick uh, and a third round pick in 2022 and another first round pick, uh, a first round pick in 2022 and a first round pick in 2023. Um, And then they also dolphins kept making moves. And then they also shipped their number 12th overall pick to the Eagles. um, And they also get a 2022nd round pick for the number 23 and the Eagles move up and the Eagles get number six overall and number 50, 156. So, um, whole lot of moves. Um, you know, personally, I think the Dolphins uh, definitely won uh, during these trades exchanges. Um, Junk, I'm going to let you go here first. How do these trades affect the Patriots um, within the next month or so? I think, you know, making that move from for San Fran to be at three, obviously that's going to be a quarterback. Do we know who? Not yet. We'll find out soon. But you don't move up that many slots to pick a, a free safety. Let's just be real here. Um, so how do you think these trades affect the Patriots? Yeah, so I think you hit right on uh, the nail right on the – or the hammer right on the nail. Um, you know, you don't move up there just to, you know, get the linebacker, just to get the tight end, just to get – you know, you get something that's going to be a franchise-changing player. And with this QB class that's supposed to be littered with talent, it, it it just, it's a no brainer. And then you got, you know, one of the NFL draft experts there. uh, I believe it's Phil Sims, right. Or if I'm not mistaken there, you know, coming out saying they're going to get Mac Jones be right out on him and they're going to have him for the next, for the foreseeable future. Um, You know, how it ties into us, Mac Jones is someone that we're tied to just because he's at Alabama and, and Bill's uh, connections there. Um, I think it really hurts us because we were spotted to take them in previous drafts at 15. And now it kind of puts us on the clock to either trade up if we really want to go after our guy, just like the 49ers did. Um, and I, I just, I got a question for you guys specifically. The 49ers move, do you think it was – obviously it was sexy, but would you guys do it in a heartbeat? Yeah. <laughs> well, put aside the Justin Fields hard-on aspect. Still, you would do it, right? Yes. If I'm, uh, in, if I'm in the 49ers' shoes, yes. If you're – because they're not – obviously they're not happy. Wasn't John Lynch, right, the GM? Uh, yeah. John Lynch isn't happy with Garoppolo, and it's not necessarily Garoppolo's fault. He just had the injury bug. Um. So yeah, I think you make that move all day. I make that. Yeah, I make that deal. Uh, the problem I have with it is San Fran. They're not in a dire QB situation, and not even close to where we're at. Where we got, we're paying a QB five million potentially this year, or four million, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's jump change for the QB market. But you're gonna get what you pay for. And I think the fact that we haven't gone up. And absolutely, you know, made our ter- marked our territory for QB either in the draft or in trades or anything of that nature. It really scares the crap out of me because I really think Bill is just not taking the initiative to really go out and find a next future for this organization. Uh, I, as a Patriots fan, I'm really scared right here. Um, it probably means that we're going to draft – 
lower for QB since we haven't moved yet. Uh, you know, try and groom a guy and try and uh, get him up uh, in the coming years. That means more Cam Newton probably. Uh, and I, I just don't think that we have the time to waste. We need someone who can maybe even pick it up eight games into the season and take over where Cam Newton probably isn't pre- performing like we normally know. Yeah, like a Justin um, Fields site. It, it would be great. It would be great. Uh, it, will he be there at four, potentially, if uh, I see us potentially having draft capital to go up to there? But I also think Bill is just holding on to his chips rather than gambling because it's a huge gamble. It really is. It's a huge gamble to go up there. And I think John Lynch and Shanahan know that. Uh, but they're, it's worth it. I think it really is. Um, another aspect that ties into us is Jimmy G. So he's kind of on – he's kind of sitting there like, what the fuck? Like, I thought you guys thought I was our guy. And now you're sitting here saying you're going to get the next guy and you're telling me to groom the next guy. It doesn't, doesn't feel good in his position. Um, uh, Tom Brady was in that position uh, a couple of years ago when we had Jimmy G drafted. And you saw what happened with Brady. I think he's won, what, four Super Bowls since then? <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's done something. It's really it, – it changed his mindset maybe. Um, so maybe it'll be good. Maybe they actually light a fire under Jimmy and it turns out really good. Or, you know, maybe he wiggles free and somehow we get him. Um, I think that opens it up to, like, possible trades for us to get him. Um, and I think that's another road that we can go down. But we've already talked about that numerous amounts of time. So um, just some connections to us that I wanted to kind of hit on. Fuck, if you have any comments. I think if you're the Patriots, you have to move up into – the top six, and I'll and I'll tell you, ballsy. and I'll tell you why. Very ballsy. You know, we we, we discussed about uh, you know Bill Belichick's ability, or really his inability, to win drafts as of late. He's really good at seeing pro talent. He's good at finding guys and plugging them into his system and having it work. The thing is, is the only time that Bill has ever hit on players, they've all been defensive. And where that's not necessarily a bad thing, you just signed a bunch of free agents to come in and improve your defense. And we just went through an entire depth chart. Where is there room for them to bring in a first-round you know, high-caliber rookie? It wouldn't make sense to bring somebody in when you just sign somebody at the same position. I'm not saying that's outside of the realm of possibility. Bill would probably cut one of those guys that he brought in on a shorter-term contract. But still, I think with the way that the roster is currently made and with Bill's inability to draft offensive talent in the first round, if they find a guy that they are high on, which – I, I know I'm a bandwagoner and I'm a fanboy for the Ohio State guys. But if they're really high on fields, if Elliot Wolf goes back to Belichick today and is like, listen, I saw him live. He throws the ball insane. He's the guy that we're looking for. He's that dual threat. <clears throat> we can sit him down behind Cam, have Cam teach him a couple things, and let him loose halfway through the season or let him marinate. 
you, I, I feel like you have to give up the barn. What are you saving for? Yeah, no especially with all these pieces we just got, and you, you signed them to two, if not longer, years or more years. Like the team is built to win, maybe right now right and now. next year. Exactly. But you still have some of those pieces that are going forward, you know, three, four years down the road, too. We have 10 draft picks this year. Yep. We just signed a bunch of free agents for the next three to four years, meaning your team is built to win in the next three or four years. Yep. 49ers just gave up this year's first, the next year, two years first, and a third for the third pick. If you wanted to move up to four or five, a similar trade would have to take place. Yep. What are you saving – the next two years first round picks for what what position would you be gunning after so hard that you couldn't find talent in the later rounds where bill has done most of his damage for who are you waiting for if you are high on justin fields go ricky williams trade your entire draft all your draft capital to go get that guy if you're high on him because that's the one position you need at this point is the quarterback position if you can find a quarterback who performs at a high level and can win you ball games, not just keep you in them, but win you ball games, you have to go get that guy because now you're setting your franchise up for the next 10, 15, maybe 20 years. Go get the guy you're high on. I I completely agree with you, Falk. Uh, I think the only thing is 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 Bill willing to give up the capital. Yeah, that's the like, question. You just – that's the question. Like, is Bill willing to be like, you know what? All right, boys, let's give let's give our you know switch spots. We'll give you our next year's first and the third round pick after. Are we willing to do that? Is Bill willing to ne- take that next step so we can keep winning, or he's like, I'm gonna just do what I do usually, and just get a guy in the later rounds who's cheap and then ends up working out in our favor. Have you guys uh, – So I believe Thunder strikes twice in one place? I don't know because you got super lucky with Tom, but I don't know, man. I think you I think you pull the trigger and you go for fields. Have you He's guys guy. followed any of Cincinnati's social media? No, sure. So I saw a report, and they mentioned Jeff Howe, and I guess one of the guys that wrote the report is similar to like what Jeff Howe is for us. And he was saying that, if you're the Cincinnati Bengals, you should be very interested in trying to trade with the Patriots. You know the Patriots are going to be looking to get into the top 10 to get a quarterback if they're high on them. The Bengals, in every mock draft I've seen, go after an offensive lineman. We even talked about it when we thought where Joe Tooney was going to go, that Cincinnati could have been a destination. Because they want offensive linemen in there that can protect their quarterback. The writer says, while at five, you might be out of the running for uh, Sowell, the tackle out of Oregon, there are other talented offensive linemen, such as Slater, who played at Northwestern, and I think Christian Derisaw, who plays at, I believe, Virginia Tech. Talented offensive linemen that they get what they're looking for, but on the same hand, you get a draft haul, like two more first-round picks and potentially other picks 
to help solidify your roster for the next couple years. For me, that seems like a win-win. They already have their quarterback. They have to build their defense back up. They have to build their offense up. They have pieces on offense. They have two good receivers. They have a good running back. What do you need a high draft pick for right now? It it feels like it only makes sense. Yeah, I I completely agree. I mean, <clears throat> that is the question: Is Bill willing to give up? I, and this is the hard. This is why I love the draft so much. It's just like, how bad do you want to win now? Right? I feel like that's like comes down to the question: yeah. Do you want to be mediocre? Do you want to be, uh, you know, a Cincinnati Bengals? Granted, they just got their QB, but they have been god awful the last, you know, twenty years or so. Like, so how bad do you want to win? And I think Bill, after this past season, is like, no, I'm not gonna. Any new going into the season too, we didn't have the players, but I know Bill doesn't want to be, especially now this season extended to seventeen games. You know, Bill doesn't. He doesn't want to be seven and ten, right? That'd be trash, and that and then that kind of jo- shows a little bit of, you know, maybe Bill's not the, not the greatest coach. And I know, I I know, I'm you know forcing it there, but was it Tom all this time? You know what I'm saying? Now now you bring that debate, which I'm not. Where I don't think if you you guys want to go there or not, but and then, and then it becomes a juggling of whose whose legacy is better, and you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I think I agree with Folk. You got to pull the trigger here. And I think with all the things with the, you know, with the new, uh, you know, uh, sorry, I'm blanking here. The guy that we've been sending up for the pro days. Elliot um, Wolf. Elliot, I believe. Yeah, Elliot Wolf. If you've been sending him throughout this whole entire time for QBs, you know, it says something. I really say, I think we, I think we will. I think this year's draft is going to be different. And, I'm, I'm being optimistic here. That'd be crazy if we can get one of these guys. So, um, yeah. Junk, I don't know. I'm not sure if you have yeah. anything to add on to that. So, have you guys seen the reports of uh, our free agency spending was probably the most ludicrous thing we will ever see in New England for years to come? Uh, we won't see anything like that ever again. Yeah, um, there's reports, you know, I think the Jaguars did it in a year prior. The Rams have done it two or three years ago. Uh, maybe not to this extent, but uh, the Jets did it. Uh, the Dolphins did it. Um, so there's been teams that have had our situation given to them where they have a ton of cap space, not really a good, as if you will, farm system with the draft picks. And you just need a spend in order to make up. We were in that position. We were desperate. We had to spend. But the teams, two, three years down the road, when they spend this money, this crazy, they start to fall off maybe even as early as year two after this. So you think next year or the year after that, you're back to seven and nine or even worse. So with the fact that the 49ers, they're in a really good spot, but they're trying to win now. I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, maybe two years down the road, three years down the road, they're back to being a, a, a six and 11 team uh, with the new system, of course, uh, new season. Uh, so that's something that I fear if and obviously it's a risk. It's a risk that you got to maybe take and hopefully it works out. But 
it's a it's a big risk for the team that already just spent like crazy, and now you're gonna trade up not only next year's first round pick but possibly the following year as well as this year's to get up there. I think you're really, really telling yourself, this is it. We're winning this year, maybe next year, and that's it. So I think that's something just to think about. You know, it's a sexy move. It's a, it's something that I think we all agree we want to do. But is Bill really keeping our future in perspective when he does it? That's the thing that I think we have to look at and worry about because Bill, Bill's smart. Uh, I, think, I think the thing you have to add on to that as well is that if we go out for, you know, one of these stud QBs coming out of the draft, like I agree with you, it is win now mode because you're not, you're going to, this is the cheapest you're going to get the QB for for the next four to five years till he gets that monster contract when he turns, you know, 25, 26, right? So you've got those four to five years um, before any extensions and things like that because, you know, once these QBs hit to their mid 20s, and, you know, if they're obviously good, then they're going to get that massive contract like we, we've all seen before. So you want to make sure these pivotal years, especially with the guys that we just picked up in free agency, like, hey, we're in win mode now. We want to get back to what we were the last 20 years. You have to win now because once we – if we keep, draft a guy and then four or five years later we got to give him that big contract, that's when teams start to fall off. And that's when you get a situation like Russell Wilson in Seattle – where he's complaining to the GM and all those guys like, Hey, what's going on boys. I can't be protected. You know why we can't protect you? Cause we're giving you $40 million a year. All right. So it's, it's win that mode. And I, I think if we make the move, uh, it's gotta be quick. So, and I completely agree. So Trevor Lawrence is, Oh yeah. Sorry, Trevor Lawrence, I'm looking at, like, what the potential contract would be. So, the first year for Trevor Lawrence, and this kind of ties into the 49ers, uh, roughly, because they'll be fourth, Trevor Lawrence is first. The contracts are kind of, you know, they shift as you go down the down the, um, down the the draft order, and it's different per position. You know, a tackle might make $10 million in the first – uh, getting selected first overall, whereas a quarterback's definitely going to make more. Um, but Trevor Lawrence's first year is going to be at least twenty-two and a half million. His first year as a rookie—that's the sign. Who's nobody who has never touched an NFL football field before? Right. You, you. So you think about that. You got Jimmy G, who's probably anywhere wild. between twenty-five to twenty-seven. I don't know if his deal is incentives-based, but, but he doesn't have guaranteed money this year. So I think that's a one key aspect that you have going for uh, the Forty ers But if he's starting these games, or if he's on the game day roster for seventeen games, he's going to make somewhere between twenty-five to twenty-seven million on top of what you already guarantee this rookie probably at anywhere between 17 million to 22 million at the fourth overall pick. So you're probably spending almost 50 K on a quarterback for the Niners. And I think the most, what are the Niners? The Niners are a run first team and they're going to pay 50 million for a quarterbacks next year. That's, it's like blasphemy. That, like that, that is unreal. <laughs> like, 
uh, you know, Raheem Mostar is going to get most of the carries probably next year as long as he's healthy. And it like, is it really going to matter at the end of the day? But it's just, it's so intriguing, the trade up. But yeah, I just wanted to, that's something to think about too is the contract. Um, if we do move up, it's going to change differently. Uh, probably going to be like somewhere between a 15 million signing bonus if we were to move up to eight, two. Um, not really a big deal. We can make cuts and reorganize contracts and everything, but um, another aspect, just a wrinkle in there. Fuck, what are your thoughts on it? No, I agree. Um, as far as the same as the 49ers go, from what I've been hearing on like 98.5, the sports hub, the Niners are prepared to pay Jimmy G and bring in the quarterback if that's necessary. Right. Um, so, I mean, I guess you can take that for what it is. At the end of the day, it comes down to if they draft a quarterback and if they feel that quarterback is ready week one because Jimmy G's contract isn't fully guaranteed or at least exactly. whatever money is guaranteed to him until the week one. So they could cut him week four of the preseason. You know, let's say they bring in Mac Jones or somebody, Zach Wilson, and guy comes in, lights it up, grabs the playbook running, is good to go. They'll be like, well, this kid's ready to go. Why are we going to pay $25 million for a backup? Right. Just cut him. It, yeah. So, so, I mean, you don't know what's going to happen. And, that, and that's the thing with a lot of all this. It's all speculation. You know, the, the NFL is such a crazy environment. I mean, if you told me three, four days before the legal tampering period that the Patriots are going to go out and sign three of the top ten free agents available in the first two or three days, I was like, yeah, right, the Patriots never do that. And look what happened. Like, you literally just never know what's going to come next. So we can speculate all we want. I'm just going to keep speaking Justin Fields to the Patriots into existence. But it, it it's hard to speculate. That's all I'm going to say. But I, I, frankly, I hope San Fran goes with the quarterback and takes Max Jones at three. That would be great. That would be great for the Patriots. That's a win. Because that means you either get Trey Lance, who I'm, you know, nobody knows a lot of, a lot about that guy, but he's projected that high for a reason. The guy doesn't turn the ball over, dual threat, has a big arm, could be Russell Wilson. I'd be okay with Russell Wilson on this team. Or we get Justin Fields, who I have strong feelings for. Um, <laughs> you could say so. So you know, we we still gotta go, and we still gotta go. You know, sift our way through this next month until the draft. But it it's gonna be it's gonna be a hell of a story. We'll see. We shall see, gentlemen. Uh, Junk, anything else you want to cover, you know, with these trades and things like that and how it can affect the Patriots? Uh, Well, since we went through all of the positional groups, uh, just tying back to that, besides quarterback, let's, you know, get past that. We know where the QB position uh, sits. What do you think is our needs improvement 
group is or our, our most important positional group going into this draft outside of quarterback. Corner, if you trade Stephon Gilmore or lose J.C. Jackson. If you, if you don't have either one of those guys, I would say you, you go corner. Because after that, you, the depth falls right off. Would you still feel okay if Jalen Mills maybe plays out there? And then no. you got, Gil, like, say, Gilmore, no, Jalen Mills, and uh, Jonathan Jones in the slot? I don't feel comfortable yet with Jalen Mills out in the corner yet. I think he's better. I know his nickname is the Joker. He can play anything, but I don't know. Recently, he's had injury issues. He's still young. He's only 26, but I don't know if I feel comfortable having Jalen out there. I think you want to have studs on the outside. If you're you're so asking not, me if I would Jones rather have Stephon but... Gilmore or um, Jalen Mills. I'm going to take Stephon Gilmore. Of yeah. course, 100%. Jalen Mills, I I would put out there as like a third or a fourth string corner. I, I I don't I know he had success in Philadelphia, but I just don't think that's his role on this team. That contract is ludicrous. Then what is it like six million a year? Oh man, he got six years, twenty four. So no, four years, four years, twenty four. Yeah. Correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. Long time. Yeah. Um, piggybacking on that question, I think the most positional group um, coming into this year, you know, obviously not thinking about QBs. I think we still have to take a look at receivers. Um, as much as I kind of do, kind of don't like the signs we made, you know, Nelson Aguilar has been in the league for a little bit. Yeah. His, his career has been eh. Kendrick Bourne, young guy. I feel like we still don't have any cohesiveness yet in that group where it's just like, hey, you have these three guys. Don't have to worry about it. It's not like, you know, when we back in the day we had, you know, Amendola and Edelman and usually someone else there uh, or, or Gronk, you know, those three guys. Like, you know, it's as much as we are in a position now that we are fortunate to have, you know, our receiving core a little bit better. I think those guys are still in limbo. So I think going to this draft, I feel, I feel like you still look at receivers. Um, you know, I definitely agree with Paul. You definitely look at DBs. Um, and even mid- middle uh, inside linebacker as well. I think yeah. Juwan, yeah. Bentley, uh, Juwan Bentley has been okay, but the problem is he's had injury issues. And Dante Hightower is older now, so that can be – that needs some love. Um, yeah, so that that's another position, and, and especially the guy who from Penn State, who's a freak, uh, folk. If you can help me clarify his Parsons. name, but Michael he, Parsons, Michael Parsons, who had a crazy pro day, I think last week or a couple of weeks ago. The guy's like six three, two thirty five or two forty five around there, and just blew everything out of the water. He was probably he, he will be a first round pick. Um, so th- I, I don't know if we'll draft, uh, draft a linebacker that early. I mean, we did, but, uh, with Dante, but you know, that's another opportunity that they can definitely help the defense out. So just wanted to put my two cents in there. Yeah, no, that's good. I like that. That's good. Um, but yeah, that, that's about it when it comes to football news. Uh, you boys are ready for some baseball, huh? Yeah. 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 Yo, honestly, from everything that I've seen in the the Grapefruit League and everything I'm hearing at camp, 
they might be worth watching for a week. <laughs> no, but we'll we'll see. I mean, baseball is a tough sport to watch as it is, just because it, it's literally three to four hours out of your day. But I think you know they got a lot of young guys, and I think everybody here likes watching the young guys. See if you know we latch on to the next guy. We'll see. They could be good this year. Maybe. Anything's Maybe. better than last season. Yeah. Yeah. Except another I mean, last got, season. Uh, yeah. Uh, we got the manager back, Alex. Alex Cora. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll try not back. to cheat, but cheating is very common in our town, so I'm not that surprised that he's back. Unfortunately. And then we still have, you know, some fans coming in, so it might feel like baseball. Um, and, yeah, I do agree with Folk. You know, I feel like, uh, you know, just reading over social pe- uh, social media and some of the sports media pages I follow, a lot of people are, are hyped about the Red Sox this year. Are they going to actually do something? Maybe. Maybe not. Who knows? But baseball might be might be a little bit different this year, obviously, with COVID. But I think I think should be interesting to watch this year. So, Junk, what do you got? Uh, not much. I'm until they start winning, they suck to me. Don't care. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I think that is it, gentlemen. Unless you guys anything else you want to put in, but uh, let's close the chapter here. Uh, appreciate your time, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Right, yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs>